Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's Lock Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 27. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Oh, oh, oh sorry, man. I, I was watching the Players' Championship, and I fell asleep. Snooze fest over here, man. But other than a complete letdown on Sunday, you know what, man? I woke up this morning, so I'm doing pretty good. Amen, brother. It is, you know, despite the letdown of the Sunday's Players Championship, which is technically still ongoing, but they've already handed the trophy to Scotty Scheffler. Um, so he's just got to lug it around for like the back nine. Um, it did have its exciting parts and, and the rest of the sports world is hopping. So, I mean, it's a good day. Despite you know the mic problems that you're having, it's a good day. You know that he actually quit. Like he just he just stopped. He can he's just forfeiting all the remaining holes. That's how big his lead is. He can just walk it off now. He's just like, give me quads from here on out. I still win. Whatever the maximum score is, I take it. It's like the equivalent of um, uh, like the ten run rule in baseball. He gets to just like walk it off. Uh, well, his playing partner uh, Min Woon Lee, I think, is his name. If I got that wrong, correct me, Mike. But um, we call him oh, Baby yeah. Moon. That's um, what I. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's a loving it's a loving nickname. Anyway, he started out hot. We thought he came to play. We had actually put some money down on him at like plus six fifty, and we were kind of you know resting on our laurels. But he had like a triple bogey and is just completely, um, you know, pulling a pulling a baby with a stomach virus. It's coming out of both ends right now. It was in that the triple bogey. The the pain of it was so he's over in the right rough. Instead of going for the green, he just chips out like, oh, safe play, man. Wow. Wow. Bull, safe play. This guy's, you know, his wedge game so good. And he dunks it in the water from the, from like, from like a hundred yards center of the fairway. And uh, the old mental unravel. Now, it wouldn't have even mattered, even if he would have stayed on fire. Scotty Scheffler has now birdied five consecutive holes, five for five in his last five holes. He's now 1,800. It wouldn't matter what Baby Moon did. Scheffler's untouchable. You put him in the final group on a Sunday and you might as well hang it up. Get some yard work done, you know, a little laundry, whatever no, the wife asks you to do. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the next best thing to falling asleep to a snooze fest, in my opinion. But actually, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Edit that last part out. I don't want her listening to this, getting any ideas. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see Max Homa? There's a par four. He like eagled a par uh, five, the third hole. And then his drive on the par four, short par four, 307 yards. It hits the flagstick. Man, like 307 yards. He hit the flagstick on the fly. With a driver on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've always – this is a big thing for me. I've always thrown a fit about the punishment that a golfer receives for hitting a flagstick. It's like – in theory, it's like one of the best shots, but like they make flag sticks out of like some sort of like material that like 
causes golf balls to fly, you know, like at hypersonic speeds away. So my thing is always like, if you hit the flag stick, you should have the option to redo your shot. Take a drop from that exact same spot and redo the shot. It's an option. You don't have to, but it's just an option. I can one up you. And I think you're going to like where I'm going with this. All right. Nice. Clearly, I heard everything you said. So clearly you agree it's a good thing. It shows skill when you can hit your target. So I've got two options for you. One, why are the flag sticks like so metal and so bouncy? Why don't we make them like soft foam? So if you hit the flag stick, you are not punished. I like or, that. I or that. we make them like sticky material or give you the option if you hit or just make it a rule if you hit the flag stick boom the hole's done oh wow i, I got the whole gamut right there what do you i mean wow. all of them are better right yeah sure there's the point here is that there's something there's something that can be done you know that's the, the point, point yeah the yeah. point here is max homa should have won the players championship <laughs> uh and i should have hit on like my 28 to 1 bet for him a couple weeks ago but Nevertheless, Players Championship is essentially over. By the it's time over. you hear this podcast, um, it'll definitely be over. And Scotty Scheffler will—he's uh, been good, man. He was kind Dude, of quiet for a while. But- the guy's on fire for like two straight years now. I think his—I don't know what the tournament was, but I think they were saying he won on Super Bowl Sunday in 2021, and from that point on, uh, you know, he has not lost. Man on fire! It's crazy. And it's just uh, tournaments in a row. So the interesting, <laughs> the interesting thing will will be to see when it stops because that's what happens. These golfers get on fire. Remember when it was Brooks Kepka back to back U.S. Opens, you know this and that. Remember when it was John Rahm? Remember when it was Dustin Johnson? They have these moments. You know they're like Icarus, dude. They just like fly too close to the sun, and then the swing is gone. Like eventually it will happen. Scotty Scheffler, this this flame will burn out. And he'll just start turtle alerting it all over the place. But we don't know when that'll be. So, I mean, you know, as a golf fan, let's just hope it lasts as long as possible. We want to see some records set. We want to see some majors. You know, nobody's going to ever sniff. Actually, that's a good that's a good transition into, like, wrapping up golf here. Or I don't know if you have more to talk about. But my question to you is, will anybody ever break Jack Nicklaus's record of 18 majors? I was just going to pour one out for Scotty Scheffler real quick because – of what you said, you're absolutely right, and it will come to an end. is essentially over. <laughs> whether whether it's now or in a year, year from now, golfer, the worst thing that can happen to a golfer is have a few great years. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Oh man, oh man. But anyway, well, anyway, break no. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, at some point, I mean, the future is infinity, right? Until yeah, we'll be dead, but in our, so in our lifetimes, yeah. in our lifetimes, uh, isn't Tiger like the closest one? Yeah, he yeah, has to be the closest one, but it yeah. is essentially will Tiger win some or John Rom? No, I don't think he's got it. Scotty, how many back is Scotty? Do you know or they're all back? They're all back like a million. You know, Jack's eighteen, Tiger's fourteen. I think Phil is like eight or <laughs> Phil. <something> like <laughs> Phil, who? Let's pour one out for him as well. No, oh, none, of these, none of these chumps are going to catch him. Jack Nicholas is the best. Will always be the best. Tiger could have had it, but then he drove his Genesis. Fast down a windy curving road. Who knows what he was on? And here we are. Wow! Wow! Hot take, dude. Oh, we just got to we just got to see some desist order. Oh, dude, you're in big trouble. You just libeled the man. 
who knows what he was on? What are you insinuating? Yeah, he was on painkillers. I don't think it was a secret. All right, he fine. had back ear surgery and all that stuff. But yeah, okay. I mean, so I want to talk. I want to talk yeah. football last. So okay. I want to talk just briefly NBA, and it's injuries, injuries, injuries. Right? Like LeBron is hurt. He's out for a while. The Lakers. They were in the news. They're the new hot team. They're coming together. But no, I don't think they're going to make it. The West is just so – they're, all, they're like a, they're all, jam. The Lakers are on like a three-game win streak without them. Anthony Davis is back. D'Angelo Russell's just draining threes left and right. They're on fire right now. They're like one game out of the sixth spot. Oh, my spot. God. Well, that's just because the West is a logjam. You're right. They've won three straight. But so is everybody LeBron. else. Yeah. Right, log everyone's log everyone, indeed. Yeah. I mean, it's tight. If you look at it, like the difference between like out of the playoffs, like because now you know now it's ten teams, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten do like that playoff or whatever. But the difference between like yeah. eleven and like four is like two games. It's crazy. Yeah, our hometown teams, my New Orleans Pelicans and your Portland Trailblazers, are on the outside looking in, and it, we're not far. Like our Pelicans, thirty-two and thirty-five, Blazers, thirty-one and thirty-six. Lakers have 33 wins, so anything can happen. It's the final month of the year. Um, what I'm saying is the Lakers without LeBron, you're right, they have won three straight, so that may like totally disprove this theory, but I just don't think – I just I'm looking for another letdown because we know it's going to happen. It's not like Anthony Davis is like a model of productivity for extended periods. He gets hurt more than LeBron. Um, well, LeBron when the historically heck never gets hurt. Right, but he's been hurt this year several times. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Father Time's catching up with the goat, that's for sure. But no, I mean, anyways, the point that you're making is that Anthony Davis, you know, it's just an injury waiting to happen. He's like Mr. Glass. You can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are alive, man. You, hey, um, very cool that you went to a, uh, a Pels game the other day, man. You sent me the text. You were there. How was that? How's the atmosphere? What's the. Uh, oh, what's my the gosh. Yeah, I mean, the Pelican, we won the game. We upset the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and it was really yeah. cool to see Luka Doncic, who actually got hurt in the third quarter of the game, but nevertheless, for the first half, I got to see Luka Doncic playing with Kyrie Irving. It felt like I was watching, you know, I saw a unicorn, because, like, Kyrie Irving, he's such, uh, he's so finicky. He'll be on another team in, like, two games. He'll and do you know why he'll be on games. another team? Do you know why he'll be on another team? Why? Because teams cannot get rid of him fast enough. He's like the most toxic force in basketball. And did you see he like did some like live I don't know what these kids are doing these days and he is who knows how old he is. He probably is a kid. Like the older I get, the more I realize like, man, now all the professional players are younger than me. It's depressing. But anyways, he's doing like some live video thing and he's like, Oh man, you know, the gist of it is like, Whoa is me, like everybody's hating on me. Everyone's calling me toxic. What about the other guys in the locker room? I'm like Dude, the irony here is like this is the most toxic thing I've ever seen. He's such an embarrassment, dude. I really feel bad for any team that crosses paths with him. And that is the reason why he's with a new team all the time is because he sucks. He always has sucked. He always will suck. Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks have gotten Kyrie Irving, and they've gone like 1-6 and six or 2-6 and six since they've got him. So it is cool to watch, though, right? Because like Luka Doncic is a star, a rising star. And Kyrie, I mean, he's he's really good. It, like, it was great to see someone, especially like so small, but that's all relative. He's like my height, but in the NBA, like six two is really small. But 
his ability to get open and score points. It was great to see, I guess. And it was also great to see like the Pelicans beat him up. So that being said, the, the Mavericks are right in there with the Lakers um, in the West. Everyone is all log jammed up. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but also in the West, the Suns, they're, they're clearly up. But uh, Kevin Durant is hurt. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So many injuries going on here, Mad Money Mike. Um, John Morant, he's out like suspended personal reasons. I don't know. Have you seen all this weird stuff that's been going on with John Morant? Can you inform me? I have no idea what's going on. Pew, 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 pew. Dude, he wanted to be a cowboy real bad. He was showing off his guns. Pew, 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 pew. He did uh, like in one of these live videos, all about like the live videos, whatever, like, you know, whatever, whatever platform you're using. Facebook Live, Twitch, whatever you're like doing live videos, you know, you're like being cool, man. You're you're doing this, you're saying this, you're getting a message out or whatever. So he's doing some live video and he's just like flashing his piece around. And uh, you know, I guess the NBA takes exception to that kind of thing. You can't just be waving a gun around in a live video. The NBA is real uh you know, they're trying to, you know, I don't know what they're trying to do, man. It's not like he said what he did is not illegal, you know, like the cops That's didn't what I wanted to ask. Yeah, like did he do no. anything illegal? Well, no, but that's the thing is like, remember when Kyrie, um, like retweeted, uh, Uh, unethical code of conduct type stuff. Yeah. It's code of conduct stuff. These guys aren't doing anything illegal. The NBA is just like woke policing these guys. And so, um, so anyways, that's it. Nothing illegal. Just was doing a live video, flash this piece. Boom. You're suspended. I guess, I guess for the, for the record, for our 10 listeners out there, like, I, of course, disagree with the – it was anti-Semitic comments, I believe, that Kyrie Irving stated, right? And I, th- well, I think you're with me on that one. Um, yeah. So yeah. I completely disagree with that. With, like, John Morant, like, flashing his piece, I disagree with that, and I think it's wrong. Like, do I – do I feel – I don't know. I mean, should he be suspended for that? I guess I'd have to see it. I, I think it's the wrong sort of message. So from that standpoint, I agree. But, I mean, and on one hand, you know, Dallas – or no, I'm sorry. Uh, most states are – that's not illegal, I guess. Like he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. I don't own a gun. I'm not I'm not like a huge gun owner, but um, being able to, to show your gun – I know it's the wrong message. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't suggest it on others, but um, him sitting yeah, out a whole week of games, I mean, this is kind of crunch time. Well, and I – same thing. Like I – you know, it's hard. Obviously, it's hard to navigate this stuff, but I feel like if I was the NBA – I would do my own video. Kyrie releases this thing. I would do my own video. I'd be like, hey, listen, we're the NBA. This thing that Kyrie released is idiotic. It's moronic. And here's the reason why. And I would give a brief little thing. I'd be like, there you go. We're the NBA. And we just said that this thing that this guy did is completely stupid. And we told you why. And that's how free speech works. John Morant flashes his gun. We come on. Hey, NBA here. We just want to let you know this is embarrassing. And this guy should be ashamed of himself. And here's the reason why guns, blah, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're matching free speech with free speech, free expression with free expression, you're doing, this is the thing, but then you do your own message and that's it. Like, what is this? Like, we're going to suspend you and punish you. Like, it's so embarrassing. That's how I feel about it. But, uh, who knows? What do I know? You know, that's just my initial kind of way I feel about it. I like that idea. I like that idea, man. Money Mike. Yeah. Um, since when are you bring like, logic and common sense to this podcast you're are either way left or way right hot take machine and i, I want to <laughs> yeah, get I there i really let my uh, true color shine through there didn't i <laughs> no I, I don't think that's your true colors i think that you're on something 
and we're gonna figure out what it is. Um, all, all right, right, let's let's talk. Back to, yeah, back. Yeah, go ahead. Back to it. Yeah, I think that wraps up the NBA. I want to stay on the hard court and talk NCAA before we wrap up with NFL, which is gonna be our uh, our strong suit, I guess. I got I got NFL notes and spades because there's been a Ooh. lot of action, but nice. I do want to talk NCAA. If you hear any 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 noise here, I apologize. I am fortunate enough to be able to cast this outside on my back patio. Nice, today. dude. Look at you, man. You're like a regular Jimmy Buffett. I see like a sailboat behind you and everything. That's not real. It is like oh, okay. attached to my fence. Um, <laughs> yes, it's giving me the vibes of, you know, I'm on a beach in my head right now. But anyway, NCAA, today is Selection Sunday. Mabney Mike, we're casting this oh. hours, hours before the release. And so we're going to provide no value to all What's of our that? loyal listeners that want to get the first take <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, but at least at this time, we're like, projecting and informing you that we're not trying to like give you bad takes and that's the most valuable thing that we've ever provided yeah and where i want to start is in the acc where mad money mike in the first round the georgia tech yellow jackets upset the number 12 florida state seminoles 61 to 60 to once again reassert their dominance over florida state and I want to get your thoughts, man. At 61-60, I feel like we let you back in the game. Um, I mean, technically it was an upset, but we all know we're the better team. We did get beat by Pitt, which, uh, I mean, I think we can both get on board with that. But anyway, Florida State, man, what happened this year? Um, well, as you know, in the NCAA, you're only required to stay for uh, two years before you can go play in the pros. We had a bunch of guys who just been dominating your Florida State over the last couple of years. We had some sweet 16 runs. You know, had a strong team, and it's just the way it goes, man. You just lose a bunch of guys to the NBA, and whenever that happens, you're going to have a few down years until you can rebuild. So it's a shame, um, but I'm glad that we were able to provide uh, Georgia Tech with an opportunity to knock off the second-worst team in the ACC so that you could come on the pod and brag about it. Congrats. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to take that I'm gonna take that victory lap, but also I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, when you do lose – you know, good talent to the pros. You always, you always have to have a couple down years. And let me, uh, let me also say, then we'll, we'll talk about the ACC champion Duke who uh, loses good players every year to the pros, but they somehow are still ACC champions. They won six straight heading into this tournament and they upset number two, Virginia. They also beat number one, Miami on the way Um, pretty convincing wins. So apparently it can be done. Um, I realized that, uh, you know, pot, I mean, it's not even pot on kettle black, but Florida state has, uh, is the longer term, better team than Georgia tech. So congrats, uh, congrats on that. But anyway, Duke wins the ACC and this will definitely increase their, their, their stock as we head into March madness and the NCAA tournament. Hey, by the way, Georgia tech, Florida state, this is an ACC podcast, you know, go ACC. We're going to have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams in the ACC that had 20 win seasons. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on Selection Sunday. A decent number of ACC teams are going to make it in. Hey, real quick, a special shout out to UC Santa Barbara Gauchos winning their conference. When you win the conference, you get an automatic bid. My youngest brother, Ethan, goes to UC Santa Barbara 
So the Gauchos in the tournament by winning their conference. So shout out to my brother, Ethan, and shout out to the Gauchos. Let's go. Wow. Congratulations. That's huge. Wow. That is exciting. Remember, anyway, going back to the ACC, North Carolina did not win the conference tournament. They got bounced by number two, Virginia. So they're not projected to make this conference tournament. Of course, I'm sorry, the NCAA tournament, of course, Selection Sunday here in a couple minutes. Maybe we'll, we'll stand corrected. I'm pretty sure it's historical. Uh, pretty sure it's a historical development that a team that was ranked the preseason number one team to miss the tournament. If that happens, uh, I think I don't know if it's the first time ever, but you know, very rare. They were ranked preseason number one in the whole shebang, best of the best, number uno. Now they're going to miss the tournament. Oof, brutal! Wow, wow! You sound like a loyal listener of the It's Lock podcast because I dropped that nugget last week. Anyway, keep it on. Yikes. I know you did, man. I, that was a test, and congratulations. You remember what you dropped last week, so you're welcome. Oh, Lord. All right, let's move to the Big Ten tournament where I need to refresh the scores, but I'm sure Purdue has beaten the snot out of Penn State. I don't know if the game's over by now, but this was not a surprise. The only team that could have given a chance was Indiana, but they got upset by Penn State. So, Memory Mike, I don't know if you can pull that up, but can we officially not, announce the Boilermakers or no? It's not completely out of hand, but they're up 11 with four and a half minutes to go. Looks like they got it. Okay. All right. Well, then let's actually a good segue into the Big 12 tournament where Kansas Jayha- the Kansas Jayhawks were down by 11 with about six minutes to go. And last night I shoveled a bunch of money on them, help- hoping for a comeback. But the Longhorns ended up blowing them out and winning by 20. So... Um, that game is definitely over, just as this game was also over. And I'm pissed at the Jayhawks. They better not be a number one seed in the uh, NCAA tournament. And, uh, yeah, I'll never bet on them again. Couple, uh, yeah, tough luck, dude. Tough luck. We're all real surprised that you lost a bet. Uh, touching on a couple <laughs> touching, touching on a couple other conference championships winners, uh, VCU wins the Atlantic 10. They will get a tournament berth. Princeton wins the Ivy League tournament, so they will uh, drop the calculators and uh, pick up the basketballs. They'll be in the tournament. Uh, It looks like Memphis is going to knock off uh, number one Houston. And by number one, I mean in the – Seriously? Yeah. Memphis is beating Houston? They're up by 15 with four and a half minutes to go. Whoa, that's a huge upset. Houston was going to be – well, they might still be a one seed, but they're one of the top four teams in the nation. Hey, and talking about flashing your piece, Alabama knocks off Texas A&M to win the SEC. Pew, 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 pew. All right, hey, that's actually not funny, dude. I don't want to make light. Somebody did uh, lose their life in that whole situation. That is uh, that is different. We might have to edit that. But, man, wild, uh, wild things. But, you know, I don't know if you've read the ins and outs. It, it, it's a weird thing. We're doing a sports oh, podcast. Brandon Miller or whatever. Yeah, Alabama, like there was one guy on the team who was like more directly responsible and he's toast. You know, this is a guy facing like life in prison. There was a couple other guys that were kind of quote unquote involved on the periphery. I mean, they didn't know there was going to be a shooting, but it was the whole like, hey, man, bring my gun. And like someone brought their gun kind of thing. But it's like, you know, the truth of the whole thing sucks. Can we say the whole thing sucks? There's no reason. Alabama won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, there's no reason to get into details. But uh, today. 
Yeah, but I guess the larger point in in the in the context of us being a sports podcast is that Alabama is a real deal. They're a great team, and it is kind of interesting in the sports arena when there's controversy around a team and they're so awesome. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, you know that every time the opposing fans get an opportunity, they're going to be shouting, lock him up, lock him up, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, noteworthy. But uh, but regardless, Alabama's a strong team, man. Absolutely. They'll definitely be a one seed. I think the only two conferences that I wanted to talk about that we missed were the Pac-12, Arizona beats UCLA by two. Um, mm-hmm. That was a pick uh, that McDaddy Betts had called last week. And also in the Big East, Marquette beats Xavier. Uh, handily, sixty-five to fifty-one. Mac Daddy Betts had also seen that coming. So, dude, shout yeah, out to Mac Daddy Betts, dude. Just like, can we just bring him in every week for our lock of the weeks? Yeah, we'll just have him give our locks of the weeks, and we'll just take turns picking them. <laughs> They're both going to be right. We'll take turns. <laughs> take turns taking credit. He picks them, and then we just take credit. <laughs> We do need to get back on the podcast, and I think if we did all three of us, that'd be fun. Um, I will say that like the jinx of the It's Lock podcast may or may not be real. His his picks of the day have been doing fine, but all of his other bets, like garbage. Like getting them all wrong. I don't know if somehow you jinxed him even though you weren't on the pod. But I did. Anyway. I did. I know, I know that, you did. I know that's all you need to know. You throw, you throw Mad Money Mike even anywhere in the periphery of any conversation, anywhere you're guaranteed to lose money. Those are just facts. It's my <laughs> simulation, baby. You're just living in it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. That is going to wrap up our hard court analysis. We'll try and get Mac Daddy Betts on here as the conference, as the NCAA tournament gets kicked off. The Selection Sunday is today. And then the first four playing, I think, is Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the round of 64 and the round of 32. Mad Money Mike, let's just do a little bit of uh, reminiscing. Three years ago, pretty much to the day, is when COVID started. And it was also the first time that we were going to go to Vegas for March Madness. And, uh, of course, it got shut down and did not happen. So um, I guess we got to pour one out for, uh, for that, too. Which one are we, what are we pouring one out for? Are we pouring one out for COVID or are we pouring one out for us ever having a good time in Vegas for the March Madness? Because I like to believe that we – Or both of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But see, I actually really like to believe that we are going to – I don't even need to believe it. I'm just going to come right out and say it. We are going to do a – I am talking full-out intensive – you know, just let it rain style March Madness trip to Vegas. We're going to do, we might even do like, we might be in Vegas so long for the whole March Madness thing. We might actually do two live podcasts. We might be in Vegas encompassing a full seven days where we actually do two live podcasts. I want to go big for March Madness in Vegas. So let's just go ahead and pour one out for COVID. You tried. Tip of the cap, COVID, you know, you did your best. But But you failed. But you failed. You failed. We're here, and uh, we're stronger than ever, and uh, and we're putting March Madness back on the docket. And uh, hey, listen, Big Bet Brent, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna declare it. I'm gonna declare it in March of 2023. I'm gonna declare March of 2024. One year from now, it's a log pad. It's a log podcast, which is is a sister to it's a log podcast. March, March Madness 2024 blowout. 
<laughs> Whoa, what do we got here? A little Sunday fun day? Yeah, apparently not as strong as whatever you're drinking. Um, we're uh, trying to speak hey, English I'm going to match, match your sound effect. Oh, damn it. I just got beer all over my computer. All right, that's okay. Oh, that's good stuff, though. I got a juicifer. It's a fruity, juicy IPA. What are you drinking over there? I got a, uh, well, the name of this uh, brewery is Bowie. Bowie Beer Company out of Astoria, Oregon, home of uh, the Goonies. If we've got any Goonies fans out there, little uh, coastal town in, uh, in Oregon. So I'm drinking an IPA as well. And, um, and, uh, hey, and pl- have, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about Vegas, right? I got two-part question for you because I was going to get this other brewski. So I don't know if I lost Bluetooth or whatever. But are you saying that you want to do March Madness in Vegas next year? Not only am I saying that I want to, I'm declaring it. I'm declaring it essentially a podcast requirement. And I, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to paint you in a corner here. I don't want to put you in a box, Big Bet Brent, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the loyal listeners at this point, if you do not support, if you don't declare your support, if you don't make a dual declaration for March Madness 2024, we might have to kick you off the pod. So what say you? I can't do that. I love this podcast. I'll never quit doing this podcast. March Madness, huh? And therefore? And therefore? And therefore? Let's go. Yes. Yes. We're going to have to talk about DJ and Dad. We got a uh, we got a loyal listener email from DJ and Dad. We're gonna have to make sure. He's yes. In Are you serious? Well. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Wow. I just got but, goosebumps. Let's go. Yeah, but that's a little bit what they call a tease here in the business, right? Because okay, I want to yeah. talk bread and butter, Mammy Mike. I want to talk NFL first. This that's is it. what. That's the- I, oh, I've got, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of content right here. I almost feel like if we had any sponsors, we would take a break and read the advertisements. Uh, but we do not. So we're going to get straight into it, which is what our loyal listeners want. Uh, now, Mike, the Bills defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, he's taken a year off. He has been a head coach. He's been he's been a stalwart. He's been crucial to the Bills defense. They've been incredible. I don't know how many years he's been there, but um, this has to be a little bit of a step back for the Bills. A hundred percent, man. I mean, and we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the Eagles situation a couple of weeks ago. You know, you start losing, you start losing. All right, listen, when an NFL team has something and we've been watching the Bills and, you know, similar, we watch the Eagles. When they have something at this high level, it is because every single piece is in place. It is a holistic everything clicking you can't have little missing pieces and be awesome you know so the fact that you're losing a piece it, that's going to only bring you down there's no other way to say it it's not there's no possible way that this can be an additive it's only a it's only a negative and um i look uh, i look for the bills to uh, completely miss the playoffs next year that's a hot take i don't have the odds up i don't even think they're out for make or miss the playoffs but I can tell you that's going to be a plus money bet. Oh, yeah, big time. I hope you're wrong because I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. But I do agree with everything you said and about how their offensive model is not sustainable with how much they rely on Josh Allen. Maybe they'll take a running back in the draft uh, coming up in the next uh, month or so. I figured exactly what it is. But, of course, we'll have more content on that. But um, a good you know running back is? Also. What's that? Do you know what a running back is? 
Do the Bills? No. No, the Bills to have any no team. Idea. A running back is a future injury. That's all it is. It's just a piece of red meat they're just throwing out there, dude. That's going to be a knee snapped in half. So it doesn't matter who they take. That's not going to save them is what I'm getting at. That's a good point. So you're saying buff up the offensive line and take a running back later in the draft. I think so. Absolutely. Every single time we see a team that's running the rock, what is it? What do we, what, why are they running the rock? Because they have an amazing offensive line. It doesn't matter. Think about all the no name guys like, Oh, just out of nowhere. Uh, you know, Pacheco, you know, all these like whatever. And then the guys that you think are going to be awesome doing nothing. The level of talent at this point in time, you're talking about this is going to be the 2023, 2024 season. It's like the, 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 the cream situation, you know, the rising to the top is, you know, there's, there's a lot more parity among your running back options. It's not like we're not in the nineties where it's like Emmett Smith or bust, you know, it's like, Every all these guys are so incredibly talented. The difference is the offensive line. Beef up the offensive line and then take, you know, Brent Jackson. Doesn't matter. Just beef up the offensive line and let someone else run the rock. I'm too tall. But other than that, I could do it. Um speaking of running backs and speaking of uh Emmett Smith, uh the Cowboys did tag uh Pollard and they're asking Zeke to take a pay cut, so we'll nice. see if, uh, they can somehow make it work. But uh, Mike, speaking of the Eagles, you mentioned earlier, they elevated their quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson, to be their new offensive coordinator. Uh, they also lost both offensive and defensive coordinators. So th- if anything else, like this is helping keep parity with NFL overall, right? Like we talked about the Bills taking a step back, talk about the Eagles taking a spe- uh, step back, talk about the, or we didn't talk about it this pod, but we had before um, the Chiefs lost the enemy. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, Capitalism is also keeping parity in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing with, well, well, it's going to be, all right, the AFC East is going to be super fascinating, man, with the Bills having an unsustainable offensive model and losing a coordinator, losing some pieces. You're talking about Miami, Tua Tagovailoa uh, 6.0. You know, however many times you can clone a guy, does he get better? Does he get worse? Who knows? New England. You got uh, uh, bullshit Belichick and, uh, you know, Mac Jones. Is he going to bring him around? Family-friendly podcast. And then, of course, you got New York Jets, future home of, uh, oh, my God, I'm so high, Rodgers. You know, anything can happen in the AFC East. And uh, so that is going to be super interesting division. And then, of course, uh, you know, when you talk about the NFC East and we're talking about what's going to happen in Philadelphia, you got Dallas, Dak Prescott. He does have the ability to propel a team all by himself. You know, he is a generational talent, and we saw what Pollard is capable of. We know what their offensive line is made of. They, I'm, I'm telling you right now, whatever the odds are, Dallas to win the division, pound it. And it's probably plus money because everyone thinks it's going to be the Eagles again, but it's not. The Eagles lost all these pieces. Jalen Hurts can't do it all by himself, and uh, Dallas wins the division. But also Giants, well, they're going to be garbage. Redskins are going to be garbage. It's going to be about the, the Eagles in Dallas. Who? The Washington who? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Did I just get canceled? I just got canceled, didn't I? I said Redskins on air. Dang it. Grab <laughs> <laughs> any mic. You, there's well, so much to talk about in both of those divisions. <laughs> Not money, Mike. Signing out. That's time. <laughs> hey, four uh, one out. Four one out. Got canceled. I'm running, 
I'm running out of beers. Let's go back to the AFC East and uh, let's talk about the Dolphins first, who you mentioned first. They did pick up Tua's fifth-year option. We talked about last week. He's out of concussion protocol. So I tell you what, though, even though they – and also the second bit of news, they also – they just today, I believe today or yesterday, signed Jalen Ramsey. They traded him from the Rams. They had Whoa. they only had to give up a third-round pick. Whoa. Um, so that's good. But, but I tell you, the, the main news here is that – and I think we're on the same page. I'm like, Tua, he's just too frail. And you're on Tua 6.0. It's, it's like the Richter scale, right? Like Tua 1.0 is really good. Tua 2.0 is 10 times worse. 3.0 is 100 times worse. Like every time you get a concussion, you're never coming back. And for those reasons, even with Mike McDaniels, even with Jalen Ramsey, I think that the Dolphins are going to be like a buy low, sell high type of team. Like they'll be like a Min Woo Lee type of team. Like they're going to do good coming out of the gate, but eventually they're not going to win. Couldn't have said it any better myself, man. Yeah, the, uh, the, I, the, uh, Coincidental uh, thing about his year option being the fifth year option is that they're on their fifth body double. You know, it's like dude, that guy is going to be an absolute. That's going to be a shell of himself, man. It's one thing when you're in the season and you're playing on the adrenaline of the season, but he's had the entire off season to just let that CTE just sink in. You know, really spread those CTE fingers really in that cerebral cortex, dude. By the time the new season rolls around, he's going to be, uh, you know, worse. Okay. Like, yeah, like I mean, the next thing, scrambled egg. Yeah, the next thing I was about to say was going to have to be edited out. It was, it's bad. Let's just put it that way. It's bad. He's, yeah, I've, he's, I've already had too many edits. I mean, we, we really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. And then let's talk, let's talk Jets, and let's yeah. just let's just get it over with. Oh, I'm so sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers, but they're saying the deal is close. All the Jets brass have been out pandering to him just really you know edit edit things they're doing to him just to try to get him to sign with them it sounds like it's going to happen would you just please get this over with the jets are like the number one bet futures team to win the super bowl and wait you are you talk- please tell me you're joking right now look i i'm pretty sure i heard that like you could check that wow. and i may be wrong but I'm pretty sure the Jets are the most bet team to win the Super Bowl. Hey, listen, they will miss the playoffs. So I'm telling you right now, lock Mad Money Mike's lock of the uh, the uh, lock you know, of the atmosphere, <laughs> infinite expanse of time and space. Oh. Yeah, uh, they will miss the playoffs. That's not going to work. They can't do it. Well, he just said the other day, like it won't be long. So yeah, there's a time. There's a time limit on this, or whatever. So yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. That's not going to work, man. Now, do something. Or shoot me now, or shoot me now anyway. I'm so sick of this. Maybe it will work. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will, will shoot work. Him. Maybe it, no. I'm saying maybe it will. I was saying maybe it won't work. I, I was saying it won't work. They'll miss the playoffs. But then all of a sudden, I realized, wait a minute, Mad Money Mike is a pro at losing money. So will it in fact work? Let me ask you. It's going to take. I think it's going to take a change from him because the reason that the Packers wide receivers weren't any good is because they had no time to bond in the off season. And I just don't think that's something that changes, right? Like, I don't think a couple conversations with ownership and a change in a jersey will change who you are. And so, I, for those reasons, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to change. And even though the Jets have a really good defense and have a lot of good young talent, um, it's tough in the AFC. And I think it's and also, a, I agree with a, you. A tough for Rodgers to swallow. 100%. I agree with you. And also, I just want to point out, they had a great defense in the – 2022-2023 season. 
if there's one thing that we know in this day and age, just because you had something in one season absolutely does not mean that you're going to have it in the next season. We are in the new age of professional sports where, you know, parity and, and talent and everything just creates a situation where expect the unexpected. So if you're thinking to yourself right now that because the Jets had a great defense last year that they will have another one this year, then boom, that's how you know they won't. Because if that's what you as the common man thinks, then Vegas has got news for you, baby. We got flashing lights, we got disco balls, and we know how to keep them on. It's because idiots like you think you know stuff. So boom, right there. And uh, and the other thing I want to say is that when we watched Aaron Rodgers last year, we watched him. We didn't watch a – it wasn't a like he didn't bond with his wide receivers. I saw him throw absolute dirt pile, turd stack, ridiculous garbage passes left and right. Like he is old. He has lost the edge. I watched him be an old man trying to play football, throwing bad passes. So if you think that that's going to somehow magically go away, that like just because he's like going to a new team, he's going to be able to somehow throw an accurate ball. Well, I got news for you. Uh, no, it's he's not. That's it's a pretty simple piece of news. This is a really good point, right? Is that like Tom Brady is the exception. He played until he was 44, 45, I forget. But Aaron Rodgers, correct me if I'm wrong, he's 39 and he's going to turn 40 during the season. So the you know the candle is running out of wax and especially with his like mentality where he's at where he's just like I'm me and I'm just like what it is what it is he's he's so doing weird know, stuff like, weird yeah. stuff going into dark caves and stuff he's a head case I know man like how much did you charge him for rent on that uh on that dark room and also I heard there was like an embarrassment that he couldn't even stay it was supposed to be like four days and after two days he was like banging on the door hey Hey man, let me out. He couldn't take it, dude. He out. Tuesday's my Pat McAfee podcast. <laughs> uh, well, let's th- let's keep talking about quarterbacks because I actually want to talk about some good news. And this is the Saints have signed Derek Carr four years, <laughs> mil, mil guaranteed. That's thirty-seven. Shut up! I'm talking thirty-seven <laughs> and a half per year. That's above Cousins and Golf and below Prescott and Stafford. So I actually think they really hit the mark, and uh, I tell you, this is this is an improvement over your boy, um, Crableg Steeler. His name slipped my mind, and uh, Andy Dalton. But anyway, okay. I, look, the Saints were look, dude. Saying that saying that somebody is an improvement over Jameis Winston is like saying that like uh like a a slimy snail is an improvement over a. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's a low bar. That's a low bar, man. That's a low bar. I will give it to you. I will give it to you. You are right about that. And I that is one thing that I overlooked. You are right about that. Derek Carr is an improvement over Jameis Winston. So should I do like a little clap for the Saints on that one? Yeah, give me like you, a Scotty Scheffler winning the uh, Players Championship clap. All right, yeah. Congratulations. You guys improved over Jameis Winston. Wow. You wouldn't call that significant? Jameis sucks. No wait, I think that you're I think you're missing the point that I'm making that the bar is so low to to say that you made an improvement over Jameis Winston means nothing. That's like saying that like, we have significantly improved our quarterback position. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean sure, sure, you're right. But listen, yeah, you're We're right. In the I mean, NFC South. 
the NFC South, the entire no, okay. bar is low in the NFC South. Now you're bringing up good points. That's a good point. You are in the NFC South, and given the nature of that particular situation, despite how garbage Derek Carr is, you are in the NFC South, and I am taking New Orleans Saints division winner. You didn't know you were going to get that out of me, but I'm with you, buddy. Let's go. Derek Carr, he's not going to win you many playoff games. If you make it through the wild card round, tip of the cap, but you will be the division winner. Okay, hear me out. Mammy Mike, we win the NFC South. We are guaranteed a home game, and we are guaranteed to play a wild card team. Can we win a home playoff game? We just need to win one, and then I call it a success. Of course, yeah, I don't think fine. we're going to beat the Eagles. Right. Dude, we could sneak a win. I'm telling you, if we're at home, we yeah. could sneak a win out of the Cowboys. I mean, Mike yeah, McCarthy. I'm telling you right now, you're luckier in the NFC South. Any other division, and it's like this is a nothing burger. But the fact that you're in the NFC South, the fact that we'll put you as a home game against a wild card team, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad pickup, man. I wanted to give you a hard time, but I thought more about it, and uh, it is actually a solid pickup. So, congrats. Let's go. We should also note that Dennis Allen was head coach back in 2014 when Carr was drafted. So, this isn't like you know two new guys coming together. Granted, it's been nine years, but they have played and coached together before. Um, nice. Also, staying nice. in the NFC, let's talk. Geno Smith got a three-year, 105 million dollar. Uh, guarantee, uh, not guaranteed, but 105 million dollar uh, contract with the Seahawks, about 35 a mil, uh, 35 million, yeah, man, about 35 million a year, just a little bit less than uh, than Derek Carr, but I think that's a win-win for both of these teams. Whew. Well, that makes one of us because I'm telling you right now, that's a terrible, terrible waste of money, man. That's going to be one of the worst things that happen to the Seahawks. You don't get a guy like Geno Smith have continuous success like he had last year they took a flash in the pan situation and they turned it into like quarterback of the future no man it was a flash in the pan situation like at his age and his skill level look at his history why did he get traded around why wasn't he the quarterback of the future for other teams but now somehow late in his career he's gonna all of a sudden be the quarterback of the future for you no man it was a flash in the pan situation he will not repeat it massive waste of money Goodbye, Seahawks. Hasta la vista. Mortgage your future. It's all over. What else What else can I say? Well, the NFC West isn't that strong anyway. I mean, we're going to talk here in a little bit. Well, we already talked about Jalen Ramsey, but, like, the Rams are shopping Stafford, and they're essentially, like, taking a, taking a bye this season. Uh, the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, nobody is scared of them. And then uh, the fourth team I can't even think of, so they must not be that good. Come on, dude. You know it's the 49ers, and you know they're going to win the division. Ah, damn, the 49ers. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit. The 49ers, Brock Purdy did just go through elbow surgery. He'll be out for three months, but the NFL, the NFL offseason is pretty long. So, yeah, the, the 49ers are clearly the class of that division. But, I mean, don't tell me the Seahawks can't sneak in on a wild card. I mean, seven, I seven total that. teams has three wild cards. All right, I forgot about that. I forgot about the ridiculous number of teams that get in. Um. I think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be a letdown, dude. I think they have a geriatric coach, and uh, they mortgage their future on a flash-in-the-pan quarterback. I think it's going to get ugly pretty quick, man. That's okay, my opinion. I don't, the only piece I disagree with is that $35 million a year for Geno Smith is not mortgaging your future. 
it's 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 top 15 pay but it's not it's not Kyler Murray pay it's not Deshaun Watson pay it's not um, Mahomes pay it's it's not exorbitant it's okay quarterbacks are expensive but they're not yeah I didn't I didn't realize that it was only top 15 I mean there's only 36 teams so that that puts you middle of the pack and I don't like no salary cap numbers and salaries like off the top of my head. So when you first said the numbers, I was thinking like, Oh, they paid him like top of the league type money. So if you're telling me it's middle of the pack, then that changes a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's right by, what did I say earlier? Um, I have him right here. Like Carr got 37 and a half per year. Uh, mm. Kirk cousins is 35 per year. Golf is 33 per year. Prescott and Stafford are both 40 a year. Gino mm. got 35 a year. And they just signed him this year, right? So mm-hmm. you would think like inflation, you know, knock a couple off that. So it it's not bad. Gino's not bad. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many top tier quarterbacks. So they're doing what they can with what they have. Yeah. Well. And that brings us that brings us to Lamar. Lamar Jackson, he Ooh. got tagged with an with a non exclusive franchise tag, which sounds bad, but I looked it up. Only four players have been given the exclusive franchise tag. So Wait, hold it's on. Not so like, when did this happen? This has got to be super recent, right? This past week. Okay. So what's that mean? That means he's going back to the Ravens. No, well, potentially non-exclusive means that other teams can go out to Lamar and say, "Here's my offer." Right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract. He represents himself. Um, other teams can go to him and say, "Here's the offer I'm going to give you," and the Ravens are privy to that and they can choose to match it and keep him or let the other team sign him and they'll get two first round picks as compensation. And wow. if nothing ends up happening, like if no team ends up giving him an offer, then he'll get paid. And this is the difference between the exclusive franchise tag and the non-exclusive franchise tag. It, it, pinch, it apparently is like a $5 million difference. It's like, he gets the average of the top five quarterbacks pay over the last five years versus the top five quarterbacks pay this year. So apparently it turns out to $5 million, but what they're saying, the Ravens are saying is they're like, Hey, we're not married to this guy. Yeah. Who would be roll the tape? What did Mad money Mike tell you? Two words, yeah. passing accuracy. Everyone's like, Oh, why are other teams not pursuing Lamar? Is it, is it blah, blah, blah? No, it's not. Collusion. it's not. Collusion is the question. Do you think there's any collusion? Apparently, as soon as they offered the non-exclusive franchise tag, like 10 teams came out and said, we are not pursuing him. And these are 10 teams that need quarterbacks. Yeah, well, in my opinion, as I've said on the show before, it has nothing to do with collusion, or I don't even know why. And do you know why? Why would why would there be collusion? What is the reason they're given that there would even be collusion? Because Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, and the owners are all in cahoots, and they're like, no one's going to give it to him. Well, I don't really know the ins this and outs. Is of the that. story? That's, that's yeah. the story. I, I hear you, and but like, but then the thing would be, even if that was the case, what would be the why? behind it in my opinion is that if that was the case the why behind it would just be that he's not good man his passing accuracy is complete garbage you just can't in this day and age with the defensive talent and the game film on him he's old man he's been around a long time he's not a spring chicken anymore and he 
with his particular game and his history, he's not old. I'm not saying say, that he, I'm not, not saying old. that he's I'm not he's old for NFL. Well, he's it's not that he's old for NFL, but he's old for his particular style of like a lot of running. He's got okay. some miles on the tires, and so what I'm saying is that given the miles on his tires, the number of years he's been in the league, the only way he continues at a premier type, blah, 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 to, to, to subvert this uh, collusion narrative is he's got to be able to throw the rock, man. And we've seen over the last two seasons now, two seasons in a row, he cannot throw the rock with passing accuracy consistently. And it's gotten worse and it will only continue to get worse. Those are just the un- unfortunate facts. I love the guy. I think he's a great guy, man. I really do. I've always enjoyed his disposition. Um, but unfortunately, he just doesn't have what it takes to uh, to be in that upper echelon of quarterbacks anymore. Yeah, I, to be honest, man, I think he's only like 27 or 29. He's definitely in his 20s. Um, but what you say is true is that, look, just because Tom Brady played to 44, he was a pocket passer. He wasn't a runner like Lamar was. So that 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 that's a good one. Uh, but I mean, he's like a former MVP who's like got a really good character, like you said, um, as opposed to Deshaun Watson. So um, it's unfortunate. I would I would take Lamar over Derek Carr. I mean, of course, I'm happy to have Derek Carr. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll, I would take both of these quarterbacks over Daniel Jones, who just got signed by the New York Giants for $40 million a year, four-year deal for $160 million. Um, they also ended up tagging Saquon Barkley. So I thought this was – I thought – Daniel Jones, like his agent, deserves a bonus um, because I don't think he's that good. I would not have paid him that much money. You agree with you on that one, buddy? Yeah, we talked to already about the Dolphins. They picked up uh, they picked up Tua's fifth year option. And money, Mike. We talked about the Rams. They traded Jalen Ramsey. They're also shopping Matthew Stafford. And while I'm talking on quarterback news, apparently Philip Rivers. Wants to play again? No, apparently no. Tom Brady is not no. done and may go to Miami. Roll tape. That roll tape. That roll tape. Who called it? Roll tape. Say his I name know. if you know. Him. Say the name if you know. Say the yeah, name if you know. Him. Who called it? Yeah, that's right. Those are just little seedlings because your bet is going to hit. He won't because they picked up to his fifth year option, but he'll get concussed in the middle of the season, and then Tom Brady will come back, so he won't have started at the beginning. You, you'll bet. Your bet probably for the first time ever is going to like hit exactly. So that's <laughs> impressive. the Titans are shopping Derrick Henry, man, buddy, Mike, you're the owner of a team. Do you want him? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? A giant behemoth of a man that just runs people over. And apparently you just, uh, yeah, of course you want him. I mean, he's got some miles <laughs> on the pocket. That was what I was expecting to hear, dude. You're busy ragging on Lamar Jackson for too many miles on the tire, on the tires, yeah, and then you want Derrick Henry. It's a different. It's it's a different situation, and because what I was saying specifically about Lamar is that in his arena is that you need to be able to have both. Because I didn't say, I didn't. I don't know what I said, but what I I never like questioned his like running ability. I never said like Lamar can't put incredible peak athleticism on display and just run and make crazy plays. I was just trying to emphasize that his consistent, his ability to pass the ball with accuracy consistently uh, is, is not there. And, and that was the kind of 
I was trying to tie in how miles on the tires with that component is preventing him from blah, blah, blah. But Derrick Henry doesn't have to worry about throwing the ball with accuracy. He only has the one thing to do, just run people over. And I don't see anything in him that has changed in his ability to run people over and to make defensive backs scared to try and tackle him. He punishes defenses. And what happens over the course of a game is that defenders do not want to tackle him. And I don't see any slowdown in his ability to punish defenders with the run. And for that reason, of course, I want him. Wow. Wow. I disagree with you on that one. I think that the asking price, we talked about earlier how essentially running backs are a dime a dozen and how they're always overpaid. I agree that Derrick Henry is a talent, but I think he's over the hill. Um, I wouldn't, I can just tell you that they're going to be asking too much um, and I would be unlikely to pay it. So I also want to talk about another team that I think we're going to have the same opinion. Well, we, we don't have the same opinion there, but I think we will hear. The Bears trade the number one overall pick to the Panthers. The Panthers, to get the number one overall pick in this draft, they gave up the number nine overall pick, the number like 60th overall pick, DJ Moore. They gave up a second rounder next year and like a, a either a first or a second round the year after. They gave up so much, Mad Money Mike. I mean, the Bears came out golden, rosy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. I did see it, and my initial thought was like, "Man, the Bears have got a nice little future ahead of them." Yeah, um, I think we're both we're both optimistic on Justin Fields, right? I was, I am, I am, I was, and I am. Yeah. And when you combine the generational talent that we see in Justin Fields with, you know, these type of uh, you know these type of moves, I think uh, I think good future for the Bears and. Um, you know, as far as DJ Moore's ability to uh, to bring, uh, you know, productivity, I think, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. What's your take? I thought this was really good for the Bears. I think the Panthers gave up way too much, and yeah. I'm okay with that because the Panthers are in the NFC South. There you and go. If they do get a great rookie quarterback, he's not going to be he's not going to be that good in the first year, um, regardless of who they take. So, oh, you absolutely okay you- with this. And did you see that it's going to be the the kid out of Florida, Anthony Richardson? And he, did you see all the numbers he put up at the NFL Combine, like record-setting numbers kind of thing? So, you know, There's be a, no way he, he surpasses C.J. Stroud or that other quarterback that I'm forgetting. There's just no way, man. There's no really? way. Those numbers are pretty big, man. You get a guy like that, he's like six foot four. You're just talking about fitting right into that mold of, you know, big, giant quarterbacks that – you know, we're seeing it more and more in the NFL, you know, doing a, almost like a college-style run option, just being able to uh, keep defenses on their toes by just letting this guy pound the rock and be another running back out there. Um, I'm a prove-it kind of guy. Yeah, of course. Like just because you, you have the, you know, characteristics of a, of a winner, I, I, would, I would rather see the track record of how did you do in college. And, and C.J. Stroud, he's at Ohio State, right? Like he has the third overall um, QBR for any college quarterback ever. So mm. I value that a lot. Mm. If C.J. Stroud is not out of Ohio State, I'm about to edit all that. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. C.J. Stroud is the quarterback out of Ohio State. You're clear on that one. You got the Mad Money Mike stamp of approval. No edit needed. All right. And while we're talking about that, we can also – 
quickly go back to the Players' Championship, where Scotty Shuffler is 17 under par, five strokes ahead of second place, who is not Mr. Moon. So Terrell Hatton. Yeah, he's in the clubhouse, 12 under. Yeah, he's, no, he's not in the clubhouse, buddy. He's already on his plane heading home. Yeah, to England. No Englishman has ever won the Players' Championship. How about that? That I do find interesting, but the streak continues. You find that interesting, mate, eh? I mean, you know, England's got some pretty good golfers. Like, no one ever from England has won the players. I I did find that interesting, but... Uh, you think it's rigged? Yeah, for sure. RPGA, dude. <laughs> RJPGA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mad Money Mike. Let's head into our signature segment, Locks of the Week. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rice. How much? $100? $200? <laughs> hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. All right, and let's talk about it. It's been a couple weeks. I Last time, it was episode number 25. I took the Jazz, minus nine and, a, nine and a half versus the Spurs. I gave it a bunch of compelling evidence. But not only did the Jazz not cover the spread, they lost outright to the Spurs. You took Will Zalatoris, Honor Palmer, top 20. He did not make the top 20. We will slide. I'm 12 and 13. You're 11 and 14. I'm going to let you try and get back. To tying me if I were to lose, which I'm not. So, I mean, pretty much just need to keep pace. What's your lock of the week? All right. I'm going to actually throw out a game that occurs tonight. So, my apology, loyal listeners. You won't even have an opportunity to uh, take this. But this is – I've been eyeballing this. I was t- We were talking about the Lakers. You know, they're on like a three-game win streak. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Lakers, three-game win streak. Guess who's coming to town? The Knicks, baby. They're Knicks. They're even hotter than hot. Yeah, and the Knicks have a strong team, man. And the Lakers are favored because everybody, you know, it's like a big betting market, and they're on a three-game win streak, and D'Angelo Russell's been hitting all these, like, three-pointers. So everybody thinks that, you know, they're going to keep that going at home on a Sunday night. Well, unfortunately, my friends, the New York Knicks come into town, and uh, and they get it done. Julius Randle and the crew are going to uh, put the Lakers back in their place. And I'm trying to look for the odds so that I can say it along with my official lock of the week. Uh, here it is. New York Knicks on the road. You're getting plus money, folks. They're on the money line at plus 130. New York Knicks get the win tonight over the Lakers. It's a lock. Wow. I love it. You're zigging. When the rest of the country is zagging, so you're going with yeah, the books. Right. That's where you want to be. You're going to help keep the lights on. Memory Mike, I'm going to go to the ice. We haven't talked much NHL, but that doesn't mean that I'm not an expert in it. Now, listen, <laughs> the Dallas Stars are playing the Seattle Kraken tomorrow night, so our loyal listeners can also benefit, can actually benefit from this lock of the week. The over-under is set squarely at 6. And there's a little bit of juice on the over, but this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Wow. The Dallas Stars and the Seattle Kraken, the over-under six. Give me the over, and that is a lock. Wow. 
That is a incredible pick, dude. You're taking the points total on a hockey game, <laughs> dude. Oh, man, that is a big kudos, buddy. You got a Mad Money Mike five thumbs up on that one, dude. That is awesome. That could be a uh, – this could be a new <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know what it could be, man. It's definitely uh, it's definitely a unique <laughs> It's a Lock podcast pick. We got over six on the stars and cracking tomorrow night. I'm going to tell you one thing, dude. I'm going to be watching that intently. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that intently. Oh, dude, that is awesome. Like – did you like how I broke down why it's a good pick? I mean, a thousand percent. It was, really, it was, it, it was for a moment. It was as if you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> we're flipping <laughs> coins over here. <laughs> oh man! Dude. I tell you what. Before I get us in more trouble than we're already in, let's head to our closeout segment: Diaper Dead Diaries. Now, Mammy Mike, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on the pod, so I'm sure you've got a lot lined up. Let's hear it. Well, um, it is, dude. We're running at a, we're running at an eleven over here, man. We got a, uh, we got a two and a half year old that uh, really feeling herself, dude. We got a, we got a leader at heart, man. She's a, she's a, you know, I know you're not supposed to use the word bossy, but uh, you know, just for my lack of ability to think of a, an appropriate alternate term, you know, she. She lays the law, man. Everything is uh, telling us, putting us in our place, questioning what we're doing, disagreeing, making demands. I mean, she is, she is hot, dude. This girl is on fire. Um, so yeah, just absolute, you know, just day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute, wild woman, full attitude stuff. But um, but the actual diaper dad diary itself is uh, we had our first soccer thing, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't like a game or whatever, but we signed her up for soccer. So, uh, so yeah, it was actually, it was this past, uh, Saturday and she has like a little Jersey, like a little orange Jersey, but you know, it's like two year olds, two and three year olds, I guess, I guess, depending on when your birthday is, if you're three anyway, so she's in the two and three year old group and it's like these little kids and you know, this like poor guy who's like trying to like heard a bunch of cats, you know, like do this, do that. And, you know, just like, it was pretty wild. I mean, we got some good video, but she was out there. She was kicking the ball. She was dribbling the ball. You know, she was doing the, like what they call control. Like we put one foot on the ball, take that foot down, put the other foot on the ball and that kind of stuff. Um, Wildly exceeded my expectations, man. I actually thought that we were going to get there and it was going to be like, okay, like do soccer stuff. And she was just going to like run over to me. Like, "Eh, I don't want to. And just like, hang on to me. But, but she did it, man. She, she really did it. Uh, you know, she like kicked the little ball, like from one end of the little cones to the other and all that kind of stuff. I was wildly impressed, man. So Valley one day after I'm long gone, just dust in the wind, you'll be listening to this podcast and you'll be like, wow, that was, uh, that's what I was doing. And you did great, sweetie. I was so proud of you. Um, really impressed. Really impressed your old man. You got out there and did your thing. So first soccer practice under the belt, and that is the old diaper dad diary of the week. Wow, wow, that's deep. Wow, you went you went a lot of different directions with that one, man. Beer talk. I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it, man. Money, Mike. I mean, watching. I remember Kramer's first soccer practice, and uh, it's. I'll be honest. It, from what from what I heard, Bally did a lot better than Kramer. Kramer was we were trying to catch him like. 
get back here. <laughs> he was just like running <laughs> off the field. So, um, so congrats to Valley. Can't wait for can't wait for them to meet. You know, what I mean, like clearly future oh, soccer stars. Yeah, but uh, yeah, over here just a couple quick ones because I want to get to uh, a loyal listener email here. But we we talked a little bit earlier about how uh, we took Kramer to his first NBA game where the Pelicans beat up on uh, Kyrie, Luca, and the Dallas Mavericks. So that was wait, really Kramer cool was there. Yeah, we took Kramer. Whoa. He liked the uh, he liked all the little during the commercials they bring out like jazz bands because we're in New Orleans and he loved like the little drums and the trumpets so he loved the intermissions more than the game uh, so that was really cute but um, also a short one um, I'll yeah I'll go out and I I'll go for a jog you know try and get some exercise just whenever I can and I get home I get back from jogging and I come in the door and like what do I see but uh, Nanny Lisa and Kramer learning about a deck of cards. And so I come in the door, and I mm-hmm. and the first thing I see is like Kramer looking at Nanny Lisa and going, "What's an ace, Nanny?" <laughs> like, he's learning cards. Next thing I'm sure is blackjack. Poker can't be far down the road, so I'm uh, I'm somehow raising you know a, a, a casino a casino swindler. So watch out Vegas hey. because Kramer Jackson is going to be going to be taking some of that cheddar. Hey, you got a good nanny there, dude. Tip of the cap, uh, Nanny Lisa. I know, like, if I was a regular human, I'd be like, what are you doing? But I thought, I was like, hey, way to go, an ace, that can be, and she said it correctly, she was like, it can be high or low, and I was like, that's so good. Whoa, <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. So, I <laughs> uh, know. All right, yeah, let's get to a loyal listener email. This comes straight from DGen Joe, now known as DGen Dad, but. Um, as we all know, as all of our loyal listeners know, because we talk about it all the time, um, he is now the proud first-time father of a beautiful baby girl named Ava, and uh, Ava's got a knack for timing. Um, from uh, you know, summarizing this email, um, I'm not sure if this is a. And now I'm quoting. Now I'm not sure if this is a common thing with infants, but her ability to pee right when I remove the old diaper and place the new, it's like she's doing it on purpose. She gets everything wet, and we have to take a bath. I think her end goal is to get these nice warm baths. She's very right. vocal and coos and has her own little language. It started as screaming to eat and has evolved into her grinning as she gets her way with another bath. Wow. So, that rang true to me, Matt Money Mike. I don't know if that rang true to you as well. It just seems like these kids know to like hold it in until the diaper is off. <laughs> it's the cold it's the cold air. It's when the cold <laughs> when you take the diaper off. And the cold air hits them. It's just like a natural thing. But, uh, dude, that is like the best thing to hear, man. I can't. Um, so I really appreciate you, DJ Dad, for sending that email. And I can't tell you how much the thought of you, little baby Ava, warms my heart. And uh, really get to uh, hope to get to meet her soon, man. Um, that's just a great. That's just a great email, man. It's just a great image. It's a great story. Just love the thought of you being a dad, man. <laughs> And, uh, dude, I don't even know what else to say, man. She's a, she's going to be a, she's going to be a future loyal listener. I already know it. Oh man. I, when I read the loyal listener email, when I read this email, I thought, oh man, like it brought back goosebumps. You blame it. You like attribute it to science. I feel like it's just our kids like already being like witty and like, aha, oh, for that, sure. that happened. <laughs> Kramer did that for sure, man. Yeah, of course. Well, they all, they all, yeah, I mean, they all do, but yeah, I can't even tell you the number of times, like, 
I was just like, God, the changing table got soaked again. Like, I didn't know what to do this thing. I was like, this is like a urine soaked. Yeah, uh, for sure. Took, can't, couldn't empathize more. DJ and Dad. Oh, well, DJ and Dad, appreciate the email. Really glad to hear echoing what Mad Money Mike said. Um, we're glad to hear that uh, things are going well. And uh, yeah, you're uh, you're you're in the midst of it, in the throes of it. So You're killing it, buddy. We're Mad proud Mike of you. Mike. Yeah, can't wait to see you. In, uh, in June, our next Vegas trip. So Vegas, watch out. But Memory Mike, I think that covers it. Season three, episode number 27. We hit all the major sports. How do you uh, how do you want to close this out? Hey, as always, Big Bet Brent, I appreciate you. I appreciate our loyal listeners. Man, another great pod under the belt. Just uh, good old-fashioned off-season vibes, you know? NFL's down. I'm loose. I'm relaxed. We're cracking brewskis, you know, catching some Zs during the Snooze Fest Players Championship, hitting all the bases. Uh, which we will continue to do so. We got great stuff coming up. Loyal listeners, turn up your volumes, continue to tune in. We got NBA, we got NCAA, we got March Madness, we got everything you want right here, week in, week out. I cannot wait to do it again next time, my man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Anyway, that is going to do it for It's a Lock Podcast, season three, episode number 27. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.